Hey, before the podcast starts, I just wanted to let you guys know that the one-year giveaways have started. This week, we are giving away a copy of Borderlands 2. And if you want your chance to win, go to our Twitter and retweet the pinned tweet. You'll be automatically entered to win a free copy of Borderlands 2, and you'll be entered to win another package that has a total value of $70. And you'll have five chances to enter for that one. Follow us on Twitter at NTNPod, and a link will be down below in the description. Also remember that we have mugs for sale. These are a limited edition mug that will only be available through the month of July here in 2019. Check the link in the description and get yours ordered before July 31st. Thanks for listening, guys, and enjoy the show. All right, guys, we are starting up the podcast right about now. Meow, hello, 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 hello. Meow, hello. I like it. Hello? Hey, what's happening, guys? Hi. Not much. Uh, we ready to, like, we good to go? Good to yeah, dude. rock and roll? Got things and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, let's go on ahead and just start. Uh, hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money in gaming. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the main who I have run out of adjectives for renditions. Yeah. Hi, I'm Nemi Butt. Hello. <laughs> yeah. How's it going, guys? Hello, I'm Ren. Hi. Ren, how, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, dude. I, I'm doing a fantastic aside the part. Or I had to wash my dog today, which was kind of frustrating. But aside from that, I'm doing fantastic. I have coffee. I'm good. What? Hold on. I feel like this is a cute story. Why do you need to wash your dog? Listen, that's not a cute story. He <laughs> likes dirt a lot. He's an asshole. <laughs> that's that's the story. That's the gist. So now he's locked in my yeah. room with me. Yeah. 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 My room currently smells of wet dog. I am not happy. But it's fine. Whatever. Other topics. Other things. <laughs> Our guest this week is Miss Nemi Butt. Hi. As we call her Nemalicious, Nimbabwe, and I'm sure... Member Gamey. Mm-hmm. Nami. Mom yep. Nemi. Yep. Finding Nemi. Bup yep. one, yeah. Finding <laughs> <Nemi>. <laughs> um, so, real quick, right at the top, Nemi, mm-hmm. tell people where they can find you and where... And what they're going to get when they uh, find you there. Okay. Well, you can find me on Twitter at NemiButt, Instagram at NemiButt, and Twitch.tv at NemiButt. And I uh, do diamond painting, which is like, it's art, essentially. Uh, I stick beads to paper and make beautiful pictures out of it. I play video games, uh, Siege, Borderlands recently. Uh, I've done League of Legends, uh, Team Fight Tactics as well. I, I do a lot of different games. Yeah. A true variety streamer, if there ever has been. <laughs> um, so uh, I did a shout out for you in the Twitch chat. Uh, the uh, All the other links will be in the episode description on YouTube and in the video description of Twitch and on the podcast stuff. Uh, real quick, I want to do some uh, plugging mm-hmm. um, for the people who... Uh, you know, might catch us later here. We have mugs for sale. It is officially July. It is the second day of July, uh, which is for those who've been following us. It's been one year since, uh, no, it'll be one year next week. Sorry, Mm -hmm. but we are celebrating uh, our birthday for a solid month uh, because fuck the haters. That's why. (laughs) Um, So we have a mug, we have a mug available all month uh, until the end of July. Mm -hmm. Um, so go on ahead. Uh, the link will be in the episode description. It'll also be uh, right there. So go buy a mug. They will be gone July 31st. 
Okay. July 31st, it's no more gone. Uh, mugs will be unavailable. Very limited edition. This design will never come out again. Um, <clears throat> let's see. The other thing I wanted to plug real quick is that we do have a contest running. Mm-hmm. And let me read you what the contest uh the contest rules so this is your guys's opportunity you guys have given us a lot of support uh we wanted to give it back to you guys um the best way we knew how which is to give you guys some free games so to celebrate one year of the podcast we're giving you an opportunity to win some free games each week when we post a new episode um that will that is live on our twitter so uh that'll be out to the, the tweet will be posted tomorrow when i have the podcast up on spotify mm-hmm and all the other podcast hosts, but I'll just use the Spotify link. Um, if you retweet that, you'll be automatically entered to win a free game. Ren, what are they going to win this week? Uh, Borderlands 2, which I'm also going to be talking about later. But that's the plan. Borderlands 2 Game of the Year Edition. That is the big old plan strats for this week. Okay. So this week, if you retweet the episode or... Uh, our podcast link that has uh, that features Miss Lovely Nemi Butt, then you'll be entered for a chance to win the uh, Borderlands game of the Borderlands Two Game of the Year edition. Here's the other thing: is we are giving away a game every week, one you know, one winner, one game. But you don't have just one opportunity to win a game. Mm-hmm. Every week you retweet, your name will be put into a second hat, where you will win. A- where you'll have the chance to win a $70 a package that is uh, worth $70 contains games like uh, Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pains and a couple others. Um, I'm not remembering right off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So, and let me just explain this real quick. So you have five chances to retweet the episode link. So you have five chances to win that $70 value. Mm-hmm. Uh Contest rules are on my Twitch channel. You guys can check it out down below. If you have any questions, please send us a message on Twitter. And if you guys want to, uh, follow us on Twitter at NTNPod. That is that is like all the plugging we have to do. We'll do we'll say it briefly <laughs> one more time at the end of the podcast because I want to really sure get at PSAs. Knows. Yeah, um, so I want to just make sure that everyone knows that they have a chance to win some free games. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, let's uh let's just get into it. All right. Yeah. Um, Nemi, you've been playing something. Uh Ren Ren describes it as an addiction. <laughs> it's a, it, it, okay, it's a slight addiction. Okay. I may just wake up and play it when I wake up. I may pull my friend's iHeart to play it with me because it's fun. Uh, I've been playing Team Fight Tactics on League of Legends. Mm-hmm. It's actually on the League of Legends client, so you don't have to download anything separately. But it's an auto chess uh, game. Uh, so, you know, like Dota Underlords or the actual mobile chess game, mo- mobile auto chess game. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Well, there's eight players in the game. And you get mm-hmm. it's uh, it's very RNG based, very RNG based. Mm-hmm. But you start off with one champion that you pick from, like, a circle. Yeah, that circle thing right there. Um, and you pick something to start with, and you try to level up and get things of the same classes and same origins to get different buffs that will potentially destroy the other t- other players. There's no, it's your, there's no you're on a team with anybody else. Everybody is their own person. And okay. you're trying to defeat everybody else. And there's 
it's really addicting and it's really fun <laughs> and like like the fact that league did their own version of this makes me happy because red knows Mm-hmm. I've played a lot of League. I've played League since I think, what was it, 2010, 2011, whatever mm-hmm. the end of season two was. And as you see on the like little video thing, uh, you gain items uh, throughout playing too. Those are randomly given when you're fighting minions and whatnot. And you combine them to make, to get actual items. So Bloodthirster is a is an item in a league that where you get you gain health back every single time you attack somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, you put it on it, uh, and it, you can put the items on anybody else. They're not restricted to whatever class they are. Though some items work better on others, but um, yeah, you're you're trying to buff up your team to the point where you're going to destroy everybody else. It's kind of like a chess game, but not really. It's really fun. <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm I may be like really addicted to it or you know. Also the mobile auto chess game is actually gonna be having its own PC variant coming mm-hmm. out later this year. Got it. <laughs> so this is this is free to play then? Yes, it is free to play. Uh mm-hmm. you do not have to uh buy it or anything. Uh the little legends which uh are on the bottom left hand of your screen or the top right, depending on which side you're on. Um those do cost riot points or you can gain them as you're playing tft and doing the challenges it does have its own little special challenges oh and ranks is going to be coming soon to tft which i'm excited (laughs) (laughs) so that immediately made me raise a question so i didn't realize that they actually cost rp um how hard are the challenges though like are they actually pretty reasonable to like accomplish they're they are very reasonable to do um so one of the challenges I have right now is to make a two-star Darius. Uh-huh. Uh, and all you have to do to make a two-star Darius is get three Dariuses, and it transforms them into a two-star. There's okay. also one where you play tw- uh, 20 nobles, which nobles are very easy to play. So you have your Bane as a noble, you have Garen as a noble, and those are all very easy to play. And it doesn't matter if it's in a single game or in multiple. It... Mm-hmm very easy to accomplish it's not like you know some of the league of, some of the actual league of legends ones where it's like oh you have to win this many times against this champion when they first right. come out yeah yeah okay yeah, it's nothing like that and that makes me happy tft has its own little section on the league client too where you can see uh, what your next reward is going to be and one of your first rewards is a little legend okay all right mm-hmm Cool. Because I don't know, I've never played any like auto chess games personally. From my understanding, I think they started in Dota. I think yeah, I'm not sure. I think off, it might have started even before that. But uh, I, from what I read, it was a Dota 2 mod mm-hmm. that um, started all of this. Yeah. And honestly, for me personally, I'm glad League of Legends made their own re- variant because I have a reason to actually be on League again. Because <laughs> the game, it's dumpster fire without it right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i'm sure yeah. you feel me on that red oh yeah definitely i don't know the one thing that's really nice and like i i don't play auto chess games but i can immediately tell just off of just seeing it alone is that's really polished experience like there's not really a whole lot that seems utterly jank i mean the downside when you play something like a mod is that it's just that it is a mod like it's something made by the community and uh, 
not like the community can't just make something perfectly pristine over the course of like just a little bit of time. It takes time and effort to actually make it like an effective product versus this, which is actually made by a company where it's it's like a fleshed out experience. It's a fleshed mm -hmm. out almost even like its own title in its own right. So one of the one of the things that uh, as playing when you're playing TFT, say mm -hmm. uh, you have maybe four health, right? But you're yeah. finally starting to get your team comp together. So uh, the other day, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I had 10 HP left in the game. I got my entire assassin team uh, mm -hmm. built, which gives you 350% crit if you have all six. I went from 10 health to winning the game. So it's not it's not like, say, you're starting off strong, you're going to be strong the entire time. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a chance to come back. Right. And that's what I like the most about it. It's like, you see that person on the top, they're doing so well. Well, somebody with a god-tier uh, composition can destroy them and come back. Mm -hmm. It's not just one-sided. And I love that. That's what I love about it the most. It's yeah. always changing. Because it's based on multiple rounds, right? Isn't it? I believe it's based on having multiple rounds. So even if you do fail really hard in the first round, you're not totally like screwed. You still have an opportunity to like have a comeback play or even like understand yeah. what how the other person plays in their own right and then make you moves also, based off of that. You also can look at the, what the enemies are building themselves and you can actually if you're at the bottom and you see that. Uh, so the roundabout circle of two think you're champion. Mm -hmm. You can actually snag what they want or what they need before they get a chance to if you're on the lower end. Oh, okay. So those who are at the bottom get to choose first, and those at the top get to choose last. Got it. Okay. And I enjoy that because it makes it a lot more fair in my eyes. Mm -hmm. It seems really interesting. I don't know. I've never played auto chess, and I don't know if this would personally pull me back into League because... That game is I dead in my eyes. I haven't played an actual league match <laughs> since TFT came out. Yeah. Like, I haven't played an actual league match. I haven't even done ARAM since uh, TFT came out. Mm hmm But this is actually an addiction for me, and it's actually something I'm going to be streaming more, maybe mm -hmm. when uh, uh, the Borderlands 2 uh, addiction kind of dies. <laughs> 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 but um, League... For me, it lost its it's drawing me in power. Like, yeah, I log in, I get the new champions because I have the blue essence too. So why why not? Mm -hmm. But I've been waiting for something with League to change to make me want to actually continually log on and play. Yeah, them coming out with TFT, it's it's a chill game too, as long as you don't take it too seriously. Mm -hmm. and don't get super pissed because it, it is really rng based yeah it is a fun game like i play with zyhark every single day and it's mm -hmm. all in good fun and when you're playing with your friends and you're playing against your friends you're just like i am very sorry that i'm about to destroy you but you are d underscore destroyed <laughs> taking your words run by the way <laughs> oh man I don't know. It seems cool. I, I don't really have any real things to say about it, to be honest. That's my current struggle with it. But it seems it seems good. I don't know. Because one of the big issues, at least for me, when it came to League of Legends, is after a certain point, it didn't feel like they were making changes to make the game better. It felt like they were making changes just to make changes. And that was it. That's how I feel. Really and uh, yeah, I don't know. At least this this just gives me something else 
if I ever did decide to get League again, like, I could easily just not play League and play this instead. Also, like, I always have that right. option. The bright side about this is you don't have to buy all the champions in order to play them. That's mm. a very fair point. That actually is a very but, fair point. So for those who aren't super familiar with League of Legends, so like for Danny, for example, um, yeah. in League, you don't actually start off with all the characters in the game. You actually have to like play the game for a certain period of time to unlock them using either a currency system or using things called like champion shards, which just mm -hmm. essentially makes it's essentially like a discount. On the currency system but you still have to spend time to buy them and that can be a huge like limiter for a lot of people where for me personally when i played league i had the collection mindset of i want everything so yeah. that was really what yeah. drew me in when it came to that sort of thing so i ended up playing it for countless hours but say you want a character and you spend like a huge amount of resources to get it and then it turns out you don't like the character you're kind of screwed. You don't get that resources yeah. back. You get three opportunities total. You get three refunds for your entire account life, and that's it. So, like, with something like this, at least, like, you don't really put in anything. Really. Mm -hmm. Like, with League of Legends, you have to put in hours upon hours to grind for characters versus something along these lines where it's just like, I could just do a few quests and then I'm good. Like, I'll be fine. If anything, I'm sure I even have like a default start set and that will still function totally a okay. But yeah, that that would be my mindset on it, at least. On the collection aspect for a league, uh, I know that all too well as I have over 300 skins and wanted to finish <laughs> my collection and then I keep adding more skins and I'm just like, I had them all. Why did you have to add more to that specific kind? <laughs> oh, man. So what is like the monetization? Is it like super in your face? Are they like always pushing a store in front of you? In League of Legends um, in general? League of Legends. Uh, or in, in this in this auto chess as well. So they actually aren't really pushing anything monetization wise, like telling mm -hmm. you to spend your money on it. The only reason why you would is to upgrade your little legends. So you can actually upgrade your little legends. I have a two-star Demacian Silverwing right now. And that's because I had actually bought a Demacian Silverwing with RP. And it wasn't expensive at all. It was like $5 of RP, right? Mm. No big deal. And then I got my first reward and I was able to combine them. So they use the factors of how they do in the game to, to upgrade your little legends. Like, it's not that expensive say like for their skins you have to spend ten dollars mm -hmm. for one or you know if you want to really go and also my cat saying hi <laughs> but um but um a very decent skin like it's going to cost uh, upwards to 20 bucks for just one mm -hmm. and then their ultimates are like 45 50 dollars now and don't start at a discount anymore well awesome. well now i'm curious now that you mentioned that so you can unlock the characters using RP, but mm -hmm. so you can unlock multiples to get a higher tier character. Yeah, so you want so you know how you combine the, cha the your champions in your auto chess game mm -hmm. to upgrade them to tier two. Yeah, do the same thing with your little legends. You want to ma match them with the same one. I don't know how you get a tier three yet because mm -hmm. I've only gotten a tier two, and that's just combining one and one. Right. Yeah. Well, it just and, it I immediately mean, makes me think that like somebody that like just throws down fifty bucks will just like steamroll. 
That's that's my immediate worry. It's a purely cosmetic thing for little legends, so they don't oh, is actually it? Okay. add any bonuses right. or anything to it. It's purely cosmetic. Got it. Okay. When when I hear upgrading and I hear upgrading oh. characters in a game like this, my immediate mindset goes to that's just gonna make them really, really strong and make this a really awkward experience. <laughs> Yeah, your little legends literally all they do is sit there and look pretty and you can right click around the map and have it roam around. But they do nothing for your your team at all. It's just there to look pretty, essentially. So there's not really any built in pay to win mechanics or anything. No, there is not, not that you can determine. That's good. So far, no. And I don't think they're going to be doing that in the future because with all the other auto chess games, there really isn't a pay to win factor either. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So it doesn't really behoove them to do it. Yeah, they would get more monetarily just through cosmetics with how League is. Because mm-hmm. League of Legends, um, besides their experience boost and their um, Blue Essence boost or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, they get a lot of their money strictly from the uh, skins that they come out with and that's one thing that league is really good on is the cosmetics gotcha gotcha um anything else on the on this at all on this topic ren any other questions Mm, i'm i'm relatively okay i don't know i'm i'm curious how they can expand on something like this that'd be my immediate first thought because like this has existed for a while and when it comes to the something along these lines, like it's it's hard to tell if it's just a polished gimmick or something that they want to involve and expand upon. That's my immediate like thought process when it comes to that. Um, seems solid though. And my apologies if you hear my dog; he is whining like a brat. He is living <laughs> the whining life. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. That basically sums it up for me personally. I'm just addicted to it, and it's my uh, flavor of the month right now. (sighs) Awesome. I I want that pink fluffy one, though. That's the one I want. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Cool. But, yeah. I, you know, I'm uh, pretty satisfied with with that. seems like a good time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll, if I'll, really look at it because i've never played league and league has never interested me at all mm-hmm. um the good thing about auto chess is you don't know how to know about the actual game of league to for mm. the auto chess game to make sense gotcha yeah so yeah uh ren yeah so you i and me uh, oh, oh yeah go ahead no no by all i said you and Nemi have been playing something together quite a bit lately <laughs> Yeah, I've actually been playing with a bunch of people, so I have recently been playing Borderlands 2 a lot. I, I figured I might as well jump back into it. It's been a while, and I've been currently, in terms of streaming, I've been lacking games that I've really wanted to play. And I needed something that could hold my attention for a period of time, as well as being like a pretty solid game. And my immediate thought went straight to playing uh, Borderlands 2. And uh, I've been having a blast with it. For those who have not like actually played Borderlands... Um, it is a looter shooter, like first person shooter co-op game where you can actually play it with groups of up to four. I'm pulling it up right now. And, uh, and I've been currently playing as a character I've never played before, which is the psycho. It's one of the DLC characters that came out for those who are wondering why I'm bringing up the DLC. The reason why is because the handsome collection, 
that's currently on Steam that we talked about last week is $6 for Borderlands 1, 2, all the DLCs for them, as well as the pre-sequel. And that's mm-hmm. that's a really solid price. Like, that's really, really hard it's to beat. It's worth it. Yeah, even honestly, the thing that's really surprising is even if you own the games, it's still worth the cost just based off of the DLC alone. Like, the DLC prices get up to, like, a dollar when you just have all the games. So, like, the entire total of, like, a hundred different DLC items just is, like, a dollar. Fantastic purchase. Absolutely fantastic. I've been absolutely loving playing it. Um, it's It's a game that everybody for the most part enjoys there's a couple of people that aren't super into it but it's very minor there's at least something for everybody to play that they might enjoy to some level so for example Mm -hmm. if you want to play as like a sniper you have that there's that option there maybe you want to play as an assassin you also have that and that's in the exact same character like that's not like different like character types at all if you want to just go from a sniper class immediately to an assassin class and you spent the time into the game, you have that, like, option immediately. I've been currently playing as something which I've never experienced before in Borderlands, because most of the main characters are relatively passive when it comes to gameplay, where it's a lot of, like, staying far away from enemies, making sure that you hit critical spots, focusing on that kind of gameplay style, where I've tried to take it in a completely new direction, where I'm playing a suicide character, which his entire point is to run in and die, and and only to kill everybody when they die, and then respawn, and then just keep doing it over and over and over again. (laughs) And it has been a massive success. It has been really shocking. The gameplay I actually brought up is the Mm -hmm. build that I'm playing brought into, like, a higher level of gameplay, essentially, where regardless of what happens, you win. Like, that's just it. Mm -hmm. You win. Um... But say say you want to play the sniper, you have that. If you want to play somebody that has turrets that focuses on things other than themselves, you have that. You actually have two different characters that do that. One summons a giant like mech monster. That's an option. Or you can just put out a giant badass turret that kills everything. Totally viable. Um, I don't know. There's so much diversity when it comes to this game. And the replay value is insane. Like it never really ends. Um, I'm currently at about level 40 to 41. Um, mm-hmm. And the max level is 80. The max level is 80. But even after you get to that point, even after you finish all the way up to max level, it brings in a new stage called uh, Overpowered Levels, which is essentially during that time when you're actually leveling, the game tries to scale it to you. When you hit the OP levels, the game tries to scale it above you. And then it just it tries to destroy you in that fact. And there's up to 10 different levels. So you'll be at level 80. And if you're at level 80 op 10, the enemies will be at level 90. So you have to like monitor that. And the more and more you go into the game in the normal mode, it's pretty basic. It's pretty easy, to be honest, like playing it just in its normal difficulty. It's not super bad. When you finish the game, you have the first option to go into true vault hunter mode, which essentially brings up the difficulty, like unlocks new enemies increases like better loot chance things along those lines and it really That's what we're doing right now aren't we yeah yeah we are currently doing the true vault hunter mode and that's just that's just one mode there's about 12 if you include the op levels um the next mode is called ultimate vault hunter mode which 
in terms of normal and true vault hunter mode, you don't really have to have a lot of coordination. It could be a game focused like around having fun and having a good time. And there's nothing really bad about that. But when you get into ultimate vault hunter mode, it severely punishes you if you do not try to play like a cooperative group. If you don't play smart, these are all really important aspects when it comes to that stage. So like if you want to play something that's a little bit more hardcore, Borderlands still has you covered there. You still have that option. If you want to play something casually, it has that option, too. You're not really limited there. I don't know. I found that to be a really, really fantastic thing. Um, obviously, you can't talk about Borderlands without talking about the guns. And they're always super unique. I mean, I, I was actually doing some research earlier today to get an idea of how unique a gun can be. So just a base shotgun, for example, will have five different parts that can change dynamically. Like you can have, say you get one shotgun of the exact same type as the other shotgun. The other one might have like other parts on it that might increase weapon spread, but improve damage along those lines. Things like that. Each part like attributes something else different, as well as like even the build manufacturers, something like. Malawan really focuses on status effects versus something like uh, Jacobs really focuses on like pure damage and mm -hmm. you can really choose what you want based off of those kind of things alone so like if you want to dive really hard and figure out stats for stats there's that option right there but you don't have to that's just the nice thing is like you have the option of either if I want to take a hardcore I can I have all of the tools there. Nothing is super out of reach. I can do that. If I just want to chill, have fun with friends, and shoot people in the face, I totally can do that, too. I'll just grab whatever gun has the big green number, and pow pow, they're dead. Mm -hmm. Simple enough. I don't know. I found it to be really fun. I've been really enjoying it. The community in the streaming uh, area is actually really nice. They're really friendly. And the positive thing is that it's a PvE experience. It's predominantly PvE. So, like, yeah. there's there's not that toxicity, even if you do have that friend that's kind of, like, an asshole if you're, like, playing a <laughs> PvP game. And they're just like, wow, I can't believe you didn't kill that guy. That's not, that's not a thing there. It realistically mm. isn't. If you die, not you lose a little bit of money, and you spawn, like, ten feet away. Like, it's not the end of the world if you die. I don't know. Gosh, I've been really, really enjoying it when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What I've been I've been having a blast with it. A lot of the time, I've been memeing Red when he's been playing suicide <laughs> builds. <laughs> so yeah. He, when he'll die, um, I play Siren, so I can res him. Mm -hmm. And when he starts to going on the suicide path, I'll just res him just to fucking the shit out. <laughs> yeah. So this game is a couple years old now. Yeah. Um. Is this your first or second time playing through this? Or This is... Technically, this is probably my third time playing through it, but uh, okay. I'd probably call it my second time just to be fair because it has been a long time. And mm -hmm. the key thing to note is... Uh, I, I actually learned about this relatively recently, and um, my... Uh, sorry, guys. My, my headset just died out of nowhere. But I'm still, I'm still here. Don't worry. Um... So one of the big issues is people assume that it's going to not look great just because it is really old. And the nice thing about it is that it's focused on a cell shaded art style versus something like really realistic, where something realistic at that time probably would have aged really horribly. 
versus right now it's actually really really solid like there's no real issues with it it looks great runs well i've not encountered any real issues um some people have like talked that it's a really buggy game i actually personally haven't noticed it i don't know what the issue is there but uh but yeah um give me just a second while i plug this in so that way i can hear you guys sorry um <laughs> my bad I, I i don't have anything else aside from that my apologies all right did you guys have well, any questions though um i was no, playing I some things on uh, the siren which is what i was playing oh yeah, yeah. go for it i was i'm enjoying that i get to shoot my pistols at my team and not kill them and heal them instead <laughs> the shotgun i got last night um heals Zyhark in like two shots so it was pretty fantastic. Oh, nice. man. That is, I think, my favorite part about Zion, because I'm known for TKing my team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just to get back to, like, topic, my apologies again, everybody. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Things happen. Um, so, like I was saying, the weapons, they're very diverse, and that's just, like, basic weapons. That's actually not even including legendaries. That's not including anything along those lines. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there's a huge amount of diversity when it comes to those sorts of things. Even in terms of like one character, you can take one character in like six different directions if you really wanted to. Like say you chose cool. Axton to play using like turret focus gameplay. But it turns out you don't actually want to do that at all. You're done. You want to focus on explosives. That's a huge thing that you could do. You focus on assault rifles. You really focus on whatever you want to in that regard. Um, yeah, the combat's really solid. The combat's really fluid. The performance in general is just really smooth. I haven't encountered any real issues. I know that was a big thing, like, towards its release date. But uh, mm-hmm. they've pretty much worked out all the kinks. The only real issues I've personally noticed is, like, getting stuck on things occasionally. Very, very occasionally. But that's pretty much it when it comes to that. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. That's that's all I really have to say about it. I've been having a blast playing it. It's been it's been a wonderful time. Cool. But uh, yeah. So if you guys don't mind, um, I'd like to talk about some news that we yeah. that. Uh, so one, the, the first story is an update uh, to a story we've talked about a few different times recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of as, as a quick update um, in ongoing U.S. Uh, trade talks, trade tensions with uh, China. Um, there has been a proposed 25% tariff on products that uh, come in from uh, come into the U.S. from China. Um, and at the time when those when those tariffs were announced, um, a lot of publications started talking about um, the effects that they were going to have on gaming. We talked about um, how it's going to affect uh, tabletop gaming uh, because a lot of plastic molds and models and pieces that are used uh, in the manufacturing of tabletop games uh, come from China. Uh, We also talked about how that's going to affect gaming consoles because a lot of the components and a lot of assembly for gaming consoles and uh, PC parts as well uh, happens in China. Um, and so like for a quick math, uh, say a $400 Xbox one that has components, 
um, manufactured and maybe it's assembled in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, here, a better example, because I don't know where Microsoft actually is manufactured, but uh, Sony, um, PlayStation 4. So a $400 PlayStation 4 would be marked up artificially, essentially, um, to $500. Right, just an extra yeah. twenty five percent would be an extra hundred dollars on a you know equaling out to five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that tariff was announced, um, and it was last week that Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo sent a warning letter to uh, the Trump administration against this tariff. Mm-hmm. Um. They warned that this new tax could, would affect um, 20, uh, 2200, or I'm sorry, 220,000 United States video game jobs um, at large and small businesses. So that includes retailers, that includes um, manufacturing companies, that includes uh, game developers, you know, kind of runs the game end of the gaming industry. Um, quote, Economically, the video game industry contributes substantially to the U.S. uh, economy, and its year-on-year growth is impressive. The U.S. game industry generated a total of $36 billion in 2017 and $4.3 billion in 2018. Three, uh, let's see, reflecting over 20% in growth. This industry directly and indirectly employs more than 220,000 people, 99 uh, 99.7% of video game companies qualify as small businesses and can be found in each of the 50 states. Many develop software for video games across a range of platforms from PCs to mobile, including the video game console that we manufacture and are integral and are an integral part of the booming app economy. Um, yeah, and uh, sorry if I'm stumbling. There's a little like inconsistency in how uh, the quote was written, mm-hmm. like changed from like numbers to yeah. So sorry for stumbling. <laughs> There's like a weird way that they wrote that. So I mean, let's uh, let's unpack that. I mean, the we're looking at a situation where obviously a lot of jobs are at stake, mm-hmm. but I mean, this is incredibly impactful on on everyday consumers such as ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a 25% increase is massive. Like, that's that's mm-hmm. huge. Um, it's not like it's small or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, 25%, is, it's a quarter, you know? Yeah. A, a quarter, you know, yeah. It, yeah. it's such a, you know, this. that's a point, that's a fraction of a piece that has its own name because it's very large <laughs> when, you, when you kind of think about it, right? Yeah. A quarter of something is a pretty big yeah. piece. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if it was the costs of like you, you said yourself four hundred dollars for or like a console up to a five hundred dollar cost, I would not buy a five hundred dollar console. It's hard enough I to already get me to buy a four hundred dollar one in the first place. Like that's still a pretty like rough price to begin with. Throwing price tags like that into the mix is gonna cause a huge recession when it comes to like purchasing in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That's that's just how it's going to be. There's not really any one other way around it really i mean yeah i don't know i really would not throw down the money for something along those lines and yeah god i don't yeah i don't know i feel like it's pretty cut and dry for me at least like that's gonna severely limit the amount of games i buy severely 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna limit uh, games I buy. It's, uh, you know, it's gonna limit hardware. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my graphics card and thinking maybe I, I'm due for a graphics card. I've had this, you know, PC for almost five years now. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm getting kind of due for a new graphics card, mm-hmm. but if there's gonna be an extra twenty five percent tagged on to amd or nvidia cards uh because their parts are manufactured in china you know and of course we can always say you know maybe something is entirely manufactured in china but if it uses chinese parts it's going Mm -hmm. to be included in this tariff yeah and it's so it might not get like the whole price might not get jacked up 25 percent, but parts of it will right if it's if it's a particular part like a let's just say it's a, a fan motor Right. If you're getting a graphics card and it, um, it has some fans in it. Right. Mm-hmm. If that fan is ma- if that if that component of the fan is manufactured in China, that's going to see a 25 percent increase. Not not to say if it's assembled in, in China, maybe it's assembled in Mexico. Right. Let's mm-hmm. just throw out some hypotheticals here or maybe Japan. We're not putting it because I was going to say we I think we're having some trade issues with uh, Mexico. Let's just say Japan or Korea, South Korea. Right. If we're going to see some, you know. That, that that component is still going to probably factor in to the price. So we could see mm-hmm. a 25% increase on processors for, for GPUs or fans for GPUs. Um, all Yeah. So that's the other thing. It, you know, it, it starts to get into a lot of... Um, it starts to get into a lot of stuff. Uh, someone just said these companies will ship them to Taiwan, Viet, uh, Vietnam, slap a Made in Vietnam sticker on it, and then send it over. Um that, I mean, that's entirely possible. I don't know. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to pretend that I'm like a, a macro economist. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but I'm a, and I'm also not a business person, so I don't know uh, how companies will will really deal with this. All I'm concerned about really is the impact on the uh, on the end user, the consumer. Yeah. Um, but that is a good point. Like it might not. It, savvy savvy businesses might not have this you know 25 percent uh slapped on all their products or any of their products if they're uh savvy enough mm-hmm. um, to try to get around it which is entirely possible you know it, if a company has like let's just say sony uh wants to move their manufacturing from uh south korea to maybe indonesia Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that being a, a a boon in Sony's favor if they can keep that uh, you know keep that price low enough if they like move to Indonesia. I don't know where Sony yeah. would move to, but I'm yeah. just thinking of countries that are not too terribly far from right. Japan, where Sony is headquartered in. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's been a big thing uh, with it. Let me see what else here. Um. The statement, so I'm going to read directly from the Forbes article here. A big thank you for uh, David Tier. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, T-H-I-R-T-H-I-E-R. Tier or Tier? I want to say Tier. Yeah, that'll work. Um, In 2018, over 96% of video game consoles imported into the uh, United States were made in China. The video game console supply chain has developed in China over many years of investment by our companies and our partners. It would cause significant supply chain disruption to shift sourcing entirely to the United States or to a third country. And it would increase costs even beyond the cost of the proposed tariffs. 
Um, products that are already manufactured under tight margin conditions. Each video game console comprises dozens of complex components sourced from multiple countries. A change in even a single supplier must be vetted carefully to mitigate risk of product quality, unreliability, and consumer safety issues. Tariffs would significantly disrupt our company's business and add significant costs that would depress sales of video game consoles and the games and services that drive profitability of this market segment. So that kind of gets along to what we were just talking about, how, you know, maybe Sony moved to, to Indonesia, mm-hmm. the, the manufacturing facilities and the logistics that would be required for that sounds like it would far outweigh the 25% tariff. So it would make sense for them to just, you know, take kind of take the tariff on the chin and pass that on to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, because it probably instead of the, the extra 25% turning a PS4 that starts out at $400 and tagging on that extra 500, that extra 100, making it total of 500, mm-hmm. maybe this would end up being like a 33% increase yeah. in price if they had to account for. And then, like they said, and kind of like I alluded to before, uh, these are also complex machines that have various components in them uh xbox one and ps4 have um disc readers uh, mm-hmm. laser disc readers they uh the switch has an sd card reader um you need all of those components and a lot of those components they buy in bulk uh from different manufacturers as mm-hmm. well yeah. they're not building they're not building their own disc reader they're not building um they're not ma- they're not manufacturing their own screens. Um, Google doesn't manufacture. I'm sorry, uh, Apple doesn't manufacture their screens. They, they get those uh, manufactured by a third party. Yeah. So yeah, I don't see how this can be any good for consumers. I think Google, Sony, and or, I'm sorry, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are all right. This is going to depress mm-hmm. video game sales. Yeah, um, I think it's going to depress uh, technology sales. I think it's going to depress sales in basically every industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no way that this is ever a positive thing for the consumer. There's no way. I mean, yeah. especially when it's like involving technology and like uh, tariffs on tech. A lot of things nowadays are heavily reliant on like Chinese technology, like manufacturing. So yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm really not looking forward to having to pay a shit ton of money just to buy a goddamn mm-hmm. console. That's basically what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, I'm also curious how this is going to affect um, digital goods. Mm-hmm. Um, how it's going to affect the mobile market. Are we going to see a 25% increase on anything that might be Chinese based? If you know a develop and if an app developer outsources uh, some code mm-hmm. to um to a chinese firm are they going to see uh, are we going to see a price for that and then how yeah. do you my question is, is then how are you how do you value like a piece of code right um, yeah ren i don't know if you could speak to this but let's just say like an app developer needed to outsource some coding to like mm-hmm. a chinese firm yeah um you know how would you how would you price that because you know a bit about app development right I, I do know app development, yes. That's a really good question, though. I'm not sure how they would actually go about pricing something along those lines. I would figure mm-hmm. it would not... I don't think it would be coming into this kind of tariff situation, for sure. But I'm not I'm not sure, because you're more so paying for 
the actual work than anything, if that makes any sort of sense. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that would necessarily come into terms with this, because usually when you outsource, they're not actually making the entire product. They're normally yeah. making parts of it. And then you could just use that as work rather than as like an actual manufactured good per se. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely positive when it comes to that regard. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. I don't know. I when I I was thinking about the digital games as well, and that was one of the big reasons why I didn't mention games when we were talking about consoles as well, is because physical game discs might go up. They're physical game game discs, so they don't necessarily need to be manufactured there. But I'm not sure when it comes to that regard. That's definitely like a very big curiosity for me, and I don't yeah. know how they are going to price digital goods at all. Like, how are they going to monitor that? That's one of the big things I think about. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I'm really not sure when it comes to that regard. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to go on another um, another quote here mm -hmm. that we can that we can unpack and react to. Uh, quote, video games are a core part of the fabric of American entertainment culture. Two out of three households have at least one video game player and 60 percent of Americans play video games daily. A price increase of 25% will likely uh, will likely put a new video game console out of reach for many mm -hmm. uh, American families who expect to be in the market for a console this holiday season. For those purchases that do go forward despite tariffs, consumers would pay $84 million more than they would otherwise have. According to a recent uh, study prepared for the Consumer Technology Association by the Independent Economic Group Trade Partnership, um, this that study also noted that even after accounting for new tariff revenue, the result is a net of three, uh, 350 million loss for the U.S. economy for each year the tariffs remain in effect with a burden carried by U.S. consumers. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it, oh, this just does not seem yeah. <laughs> like it's going to be good. Um it seems like it's gonna hurt the video game community a lot. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, not to be doom and gloom, but I don't see much good coming out of this if this is what we end up yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I can't see any possible real good outcomes coming from that. I mean, I could see people trying to play it off as quote unquote, oh, we'll make ma like American manufacturing like more common place but i really mm -hmm. really doubt that like it's just in general cheaper to do it in other areas and mm -hmm. i am so sorry no, <laughs> my dog okay. is having a fit um but yeah i don't know i can't see like any reasonable reason where it, it, I, it just heavily like limit everything i buy i buy so much tech like just random tech i bought my computer parts all last year if i had to buy it during yeah. the tariff season i couldn't afford my pc that just wouldn't be a thing so yeah. i don't know the, that's a big issue yeah well in in just real quick um you know we had mentioned some about you know what if these companies start moving it, it looks like according to at least this source nintendo has been kind of like, eh, let's maybe think about some other options we have here. Maybe they've been reading the writing on the wall. Um, but they have been uh, moving some of their production to Southeast Asia. Um, so my assumption, probably Indonesia, India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, uh, probably some of those countries where Nintendo might be moving some of their stuff. Um, 
yeah, I don't see this as good. Um, from a pro consumer, from a pro consumer standpoint, and as an average American, I don't like this. As someone who you know, uh, kind of wears some of my liber, you know, sort of libertarian tendencies on my on my sleeve. Um, you know, stop stop fucking with international trade. Um, yeah. I don't see this as good. I see this as a uh, net negative and it looks like uh, the, the industry and uh, consumer groups agree. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully we start seeing some, some hesitation on the part of this administration for this. Mm-hmm. I hope so as well. Yeah. Um, so anything else on, on this uh, tariffs situation? Hmm. I don't know. Not not really in particular. I mean, the only thing I can think of is if they do, which they most likely will move their manufacturing plants to just like another country very close. They're still going like there's still going to be a tariff situation. It's still going to cost more, even if it's just like transporting the goods from one location yeah. to the other. Like that's still like something that you have to factor in. So I don't mm. know. Not looking good for the electronics industry coming soon. Yeah, I mean, it, it's probably going to affect agriculture even more. Yeah, um, you know, as someone who uh, you know, I live in Iowa. I've already seen the effects of of some tariffs on my state. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in China, the Chinese not buying pork or soybeans from us, mm-hmm. um, which has slowed manufacture of all sorts of products, uh, other steel problems that we have here, uh, cause we have some manufacturing, the whole, the whole situation isn't really good. And so yeah, if areas like mine see an increase in prices while also a fall in general revenue, mm-hmm. uh, um, a lot of, a lot of areas like mine will, will struggle really hard. Um, which is even more reason, like we say, you know, Make sure you guys stay involved in local news and uh, make sure you guys are always registered to vote. We don't mm-hmm. want to tell you which way to vote, but make sure you guys are uh, staying informed. That's our PSA. Yeah. Um, this next story. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was just announced or this was just like released today. And um, we we're talking a little bit before stream. I think this would just be kind of fun. Um, Nemi. Yes. When did you first hear about G2A? <laughs> oh, God. Let's see. Let me think about this. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I started PC gaming back 2011 when I started playing League, really. Mm-hmm. A couple of years after that. So, like, 2012, 2013, really. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were telling me, hey, you should get them from here because they're cheaper. I was like iffy about it, but I bought from them once and felt really scummy afterwards. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Ren, when did you first hear about G2A? So I heard about G2A, I want to say probably around 2013. I, I've known about mm-hmm. it for a while. Um, I have even purchased some things from it in the past. It was a while back. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really hear anything particularly bad about it. I didn't realistically knew how it worked. I knew it was a key vending site, but I didn't understand mm. how they like came into contact with these keys and how that situation came into play. I just knew mm. I could buy a Steam code here and it would be significantly cheaper than just buying it on Steam. That was realistically yeah. my expectations when I came into it at first mm-hmm. after hearing about some stuff, which I'm sure we're going to get into around like the 2015 yeah. stage. Um yeah, I stopped. I just 
stop being on that site for the most part, just in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I I started PC gaming and really getting into gaming um, in 20... 2013 when I had my laptop and then I got really into PC gaming after I built this in 2015 mm-hmm. um, or maybe 2016, late 2015, I think. Um, and so at that time, I like I had heard of G2A. I think I had seen like one or two ads from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but really what I when I heard about them, it was all negative things from people like Jim Sterling and Total Biscuit and a few other folks. Mm-hmm. Um who are who are kind of calling out this this website for um, allowing vendors to sell essentially stolen goods. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my I've always had kind of a negative view on G two A. Um, and the reason we're talking about it today is because a developer by the name mm-hmm. of Mike Rose uh, said. Please, if you're going to buy a game from G2A, just pirate it instead. Genuinely. Devs don't see mm-hmm. a penny either way, so we're much we would much I'm going to go, this is what he said, so we're much rather G2A didn't see mo- the, uh, money either. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason he said this was today he noticed that um, the, or that a lot of devs have noticed that G2A was buying sponsorships mm-hmm. uh, through Google um to show themselves up on results for indie games and, and just games in general so you yeah. type in indie game let's just say titan souls and at the top it would have g2a mm-hmm. um you know with the green sponsored or ad yeah little thing google which by the way if you guys had noticed like if you just go google just like google a random thing real quick like hotels right hotels mm-hmm. are going to show you you're going to see a little ad tag under the url or under the uh, title website title that's just something for people to pay attention to so they mm-hmm. know that not all of the websites that pop up first are always the best ones yeah yeah so g2a is doing that below. yeah for the most part they usually aren't the good ones <laughs> it's usually how it works <laughs> oh man um so yeah, G2Way is putting themselves in that position mm-hmm. um, so that when you know when you look up a game, you see you can buy it from G2A first. Um yeah. Ren, if you want to real quick, can you explain how G2A works? Yeah, so uh G2A essentially we we did talk about it a little bit before the stream because Danny didn't know super much about how it works. Um essentially it's a Steam like key reselling site. So people will either find a way to like acquire keys, whether it be through a semi-legitimate means as buying keys from the devs themselves versus something like um, claiming that you're a viewer. That's one of the very popular ways that people get a lot of keys. Um, They'll claim they're a viewer and then ask for like a free like review key. And uh, they'll usually like return that and then just sell that back. That's not always the case. There are quote-unquote legitimate ways of doing it but for the most part they're always fairly sketchy and scummy um and say say i wanted to buy borderlands on uh g2a it would have a base price or an average price of probably around like seven dollars and uh you could actually choose a vendor of who you'd want to choose so say 
you'd find one vendor who's selling it for like four dollars with about 50 percent review rating so it could be a bad key for all you know anything's possible and then you find another review like another key vendor who's selling it for about six dollars with like 90 percent like review rating so the key is most likely to work but who knows again anything is possible fake keys are given out all the time um Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's essentially how it works. That's the main way that it functions. It's just uh, realistically a key reselling site. They also have some weird scummy loot box transactions I've never really looked into, but that is a thing that they do have as well. Um, But yeah, grand scheme of things, key reselling site. Yeah. And so the reason this is like super attractive to Mm -hmm. a lot of consumers is because these are incredibly low prices for games. Yeah. Yeah. you know, we think about the Steam sale and, and like all the deals you can get. These are like Steam sale level prices, for yeah. Like all the time, yeah. Um. So a good example that I could give right now is so the Steam summer sale is currently happening. Um. The way that would work is in the past at least is that the Steam summer sale would happen. People would buy a lot of like Steam keys of like a particular game, so Borderlands. It's like four dollars. They'd buy those, then they'd wait until a period of time where the game is not on sale and then sell it for like eight. That would be usually the way that it would like handle their selling to make profit along those lines. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much how it works. They'll just buy keys at whatever lowest price they can, and then they'll just mm-hmm. amouse a ton of those keys and then just hold on to those until like they can make some money off of it that's why you'll find games even like i think hollow knight's on there probably like eight seven dollars almost all the time even though the game is normally around like 15 to 20 um Mm -hmm. but yeah that's that's usually the option yeah and so why why would this be scummy like people are probably asking like okay so what what is wrong with this right it's just someone might be thinking about this as like a like maybe going to a flea market or selling like stuff on ebay Mm -hmm. uh, having like an ebay store or something like that um ren why why would this be a bad thing how could this be a bad thing so one of the ones i already listed for example is just fake accounts or bot accounts trying to acquire like amass keys through the use of botting review mails that's that's a very common occurrence in the gaming industry where people will claim that they are a reviewer or something along those lines, or maybe they'll want gift copies to give away, and uh, they'll they'll end up getting these keys just to resell them on the site for like five bucks each. So easy, easy, easy way to make money doing it. Something along those lines. Um, there's no real cut for the developer, and like the mass majority of like situations, um, the cut for the developer is quite literally zero percent. It's usually just peer-to-peer transactions of, I have this, and you want it. So think of it in the sort of sense of, like, GameStop used games in that kind of Mm -hmm. regard. But they're digital copies that were 99% either acquired through illegal means, such as using um, fraudulent credit cards, um, review copies, super common, uh, things along those lines. Things that can't realistically be tracked back to you because it's really hard to track an actual Steam key a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to do that. Even the ones that are, those are probably, more often than not, the failed keys that you end up getting from vendors. Or they are the ones that are tracked that have just been denied. Quite usually Mm -hmm. the case. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's, It's really hard. I'm sure there might be some developers, and it's a very, very small pool if it is, where they actually 
vend their own games through G2A. I'm sure that's a possibility. Mm -hmm. um, and as Fan actually mentioned themselves, they have an option at G2A for the developers to pay money, pay, pay for a service, which essentially is to stop the games from being sold fraudulently, even though they're not realistically sold through them. So they still end up getting ripped off nonetheless just for trying to protect the consumer. It's really, really it's, scummy practices. Yeah, I mean, it's that to me just sounds like a mafia protection racket. Yeah, yeah. Pay us money so we don't burn down your deli, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, it, to me, this is it, it's kind of interesting because we talk about we, we, we here talk about deals so mm -hmm much right we talk about sales we talk about you know i picked up this game off of itch.io i've you know you know i found this game here and we i don't think we've ever talked about g2a yeah in, we've never any, talked any about it in depth. depth yeah we've always I, I mentioned, mentioned it, it as an aside of don't do things don't buy from g2a but we've never mm -hmm. realistically jumped directly into it in terms of yeah. something like this um but yeah because and, and the big reason I want to talk about this is just it's one of those ethical purchasing choices. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a certain amount of responsibility that people do have to be aware of of ethical purchases. You know, you don't want to buy something that that was you know done through illegal means, right? A fraudulent mm -hmm. credit card, which not only affects whoever the you know whoever's identity was stolen essentially mm -hmm. to buy those team keys but then yep. the chargebacks on the developers mm -hmm. that occur um you know that's a big thing um the you know uh, a gentleman or not gentleman i don't know who they are uh koji san in the twitch chat just said oh, um yeah talked about developers having to deal with chargebacks um which i want to say who was it what developer tiny something right um, a tiny build um tiny build yes they had a huge issue with that yeah um so that chargeback is it's insane for uh for small indie devs um and so i just wanted to talk about you know a good some good ethical sources in which you can get your games um mm -hmm. obviously if the developer has like a website check the developer's website Mm -hmm. um obviously steam yep steam is, humble bundle gog humble galaxy bundle. realistically yep. the the developers or the the services that you know the most are most likely going to be the best services for a reason mm -hmm. i mean the reason why g2a g2a isn't super talked about more like nowadays used to be a big conversation topic during the 2015 stage where it was like don't buy your games forever um and that's still well, still applies don't get me wrong mm -hmm. but uh i don't know there's a lot more like very very secure sites or at least mm -hmm. like they're you know they're from the developer like the developer has to give authorization in that regard it's yeah. not like uh mm -hmm. something like g2a where it's actually it's just a key that's all you're selling you're not selling anything else you don't have to realistically have a license for the game but you just have mm -hmm. to have the key code. Whereas something like Humble Bundle, you have to get authorization from the actual developer themselves. As well as uh, um, 
having the key, having it verified, all those kind of lines. You know it's a secure code, it's not going to fail. All those certain kinds of regards. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't normally just go to any site and just buy from there. That's just the way I see G2A. It's just that random scummy site that you can't trust. Yeah. It's the... Or buying from any site that you've heard of, always do your research on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, G2A, the fallen off a truck mart of video games. Very accurate. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to bring awareness. You know, we mm-hmm. got our audience like i said we're very pro-consumer always about talking about budget and finance and stuff like that you know yeah um and i think every once in a while it's important to remember remind people that sometimes the best deal isn't the most ethical right um and so making uh, ethical purchasing decisions is always a good thing Mm -hmm. put more positive (laughs) positive positively impact the economy while also positively impacting other people yeah that's a good way to to kind of end that i think anything else in g2a though any other thoughts support the developer not the guy in his basement that's just selling random stuff offline mm-hmm. or online you that's know what strength. we haven't plugged this in a while but we do if you guys want uh some really cheap games and want to help support the podcast we do have a humble bundle link mm-hmm. that will be down below in the description of the uh, podcast episode if you guys want to help support the show yep as well supporting charities as well supporting charities that's right mm-hmm. um yeah any so i got all of the things on our list here taken care of is there mm-hmm. anything else you guys wanted to talk about there's nothing particularly coming to mind um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know there's nothing that i'm thinking about that's coming along soon the summer sale mm-hmm. is going to be ending quite soon um, i believe next week um yeah so that's just one thing to keep an eye out on um mm-hmm. Oh, hopefully. So, normally around this time of year on Humble Bundle, another Humble Bundle mm-hmm. sellout, um, they normally do something called a Freedom Bundle. And normally the Freedom Bundle is some of their like biggest bundled games. Hush your yeah. face, bub. I'm trying to talk. And uh, <laughs> and uh, they'll, they'll announce not like... Normally in a bundle, they announce maybe 10. Maybe 10 games of whatever quality normally in a freedom bundle last year i believe they announced 60 i think mm-hmm. and uh they're all actually really really solid titles a lot of them are really like well reviewed well well criticized they're they're overall solid games they're they're not just that random game that was 99 cents for the most part um mm-hmm. that should be coming up that i believe that started up around the 4th of July last year so i'm hoping that starts up this year um but yeah, I don't know. That'd be the one big thing that I'd think about coming up soon. Hopefully that it's going to be a really solid uh, thing. But yeah. Cool. Um, with that, I say we go on ahead and end the show a little shorter. But, you know, that's not always bad. We can't have two hour episodes every week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we aim for an average of an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, Nemi. Why don't you tell the people out there where they can find you and what they're going to get when they find you? Okay, you can find me at twitch.tv slash nummybutt. I do variety streaming, so I do a bunch of gaming. I also do art streams that are more for my mental relaxation. Mm -hmm. Um, You can find me at Twitter, 
uh, at Nemibut and Instagram Nemibut as well. Nemibut on everything, literally. <laughs> I'm lucky. <laughs> I say she's got that. She's got that consistent branding. Mm-hmm. With <laughs> like, so it's funny, right? Real quick. Um, my name Nemibut. Literally, I started with the name Nemi. It's uh, from a Swedish or Norwegian goss comic about a girl named Nemi. Then mm-hmm. my friend Riru just started calling me Nemi Butt, and it stuck. And so that just became my thing for everything. And it's so unique that nobody has taken it anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's kind of like Danny Kay in that regard. Yeah. Like, I never had to fight for my username. Um, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so my username before used to be Lishy Kitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to have to fight on that for everything. And um, I, I used to play Terra. And my name, when I went to transfer servers, was taken. And I was hmm. pissed. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, Ren, what's going on with you? Yeah, I'm going to be doing some uh, Borderlands 2. That's the big plan for the time being. I'm planning. The big goal is to get all the way to max level and get to the max like grinding stage. And see if I want to actually run through another campaign. We'll see. Um, that's the big old plan. That's the big old strats. You can find me at twitch.tv forward slash renditions with two Z's. You might even hear a dog that's really obnoxious sometimes. Who knows? Anything's possible. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing that. Um, we're waiting for Reach to come out on PC. Really hoping that comes out soon. I am just waiting for that, basically. Um, but yeah, that's that's all that's really coming up for me. For cool. the time being um i don't have a whole hell of a lot uh, coming up i know i've been talking to some other uh streamers to you know do a, a good stream night mm-hmm. uh some some game you know maybe we'll do uh pub or something like that i got gifted PUBG, so we'll might do that here shortly um other than that there's not a whole hell of a lot going on uh with my channel uh mostly focusing on the podcast right now and i'm also coming up with some uh, more content ideas i'm thinking about doing like a twitch prime thursday where i uh maybe start playing through all the twitch prime games that i've claimed mm-hmm. <laughs> how many would that be i i am pretty i'm pretty religious on clicking the claim button um, <laughs> I've got a lot of games from Twitch Prime mm-hmm. that I haven't even clicked on or looked at. I just did claimed you, them. Did um, you get a summer when it was on Twitch Prime? Yeah, I think so. You um, first. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I might be doing that <laughs> just because I'm, I was looking <laughs> at it. and I'm like, I have so many games that I've never touched mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like, can I let like my little brother or someone log in on <laughs> Twitch account and install these games? Maybe. <laughs> oh man. Um, there's there's so, one final thing that I actually thought about. I'm probably just gonna go oh, over yeah. it really tiny, but it actually mm-hmm. came up in my emails uh, uh, from Twitch. Their Twitch yeah. sells out program that's gonna be happening mm-hmm. on the 15th. That I don't realistically know what the hell they're selling. But apparently they're selling something and they want me to install like blacksmith to sell it through that. I'm very curious what they're planning on doing with that. But it's uh, probably related to the to the prime day. day. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But I'm, I don't know. I'm very curious about that. I'm wondering what they're going to be like selling. Apparently they're doing electronics as well. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. But uh, yeah, that's that in terms of that. I know really mild yeah. tangent, but yeah. 
No, it's all good. Um, so yeah, in terms of the podcast, guys, mm-hmm. um, you can find us if you guys are joining us for the first time. Thank you for coming in. We appreciate you guys spending your time with us tonight. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Swoot, iHeart, TuneIn, and everywhere else podcasts are found. If you guys are on some obscure podcast app and can't find us, let us know. We would love to get on there. Um, we'd love to serve you guys on uh, the platform of your preference. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. So subscribe to on YouTube if you like watching there. Um, if you want to watch live, make sure you guys follow this channel. Also follow Nemi and Ren. Um, and uh, like I said, at the top of the show, we have mugs available. Those are limited edition mugs. They are a one-year celebration. Um, buy them before July 31st, uh, 2019, and uh, you will be happy with it. Sorry. Uh, apparently, uh, people wanted to fire off fireworks near me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's overall a scuff day. It's okay. Um, and then we also have the uh, contest. So... If you are watching right now, or if you're listening, hmm. uh, so if you're watching right now, wait for tomorrow to you'll see a tweet on our Twitter at NTN Pod that says our episode with Neba is live. Retweet this link to be entered to win, uh, or for to be automatically entered for your chance to win a free game. We will randomly select a winner out of those retweets. Your name will be put in a second hat. That can be entered multiple times for a $70 value that will be uh, awarded at the end of the month. Um, Ren, what game are they uh, entering to win for again? This Borderlands 2 game of the year for PC. It should be good. should be wonderful. Awesome. So make sure you guys look for that tweet. Follow us on Twitter at NTN pod. Link will also be down below and uh, watch out for that link. Like I said, it'll say retweet this link for your chance to be entered to win um other than that guys is there anything else absolutely anything else nope that about covers it for me i might maybe do a bonus stream tonight i kind of doubt it but we'll see mm-hmm. i think it's possible I all right about streaming tonight <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a few days <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, guys, we'll have a wonderful evening and we will speak to you next week. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye.